Welcome back to Co-Create Oneness. Namaste, everyone. And thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back here every single week to listen, learn, and evolve. For anyone new here, this is a no-fluff, straight-to-the-point podcast designed to help you revitalize yourself mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Every week, I break down a major topic to help you cultivate awareness and apply wisdom to your daily life. Today's episode is a highly requested topic on my TikTok. If you don't already follow me there, you're going to want to whip out your phone and follow me at co-create oneness. That's C-O-C-R-E-8 oneness. TikTok is where all the magic happens, my friends. I host lives on TikTok every morning at 6.30 a.m. and every evening at 7.30 p.m. That's mountain time. So be sure and find out what time that is for you. Future episodes of this podcast come from the interactions between me and my following and the questions that you guys are seeking answers for. That's Mountain Standard Time, so be sure and find out what time that is for you. In today's episode, we're going to discuss how to build trust after being betrayed. Do you have trust issues? If so, welcome to the club. It is a dilemma that many people suffer from, and that is why we're going to talk about it today. We've all been hurt or betrayed at some point in our life. Fear of trusting someone is so common that it can become a real phobia. It's actually called pistanthrophobia. Can you believe that? While you may be safe from hurt and betrayal by not trusting anyone and keeping to yourself, it also leaves you isolated and suspicious. So, how can you trust again? How can you find faith in humanity? First off, quite a few decades ago, a group of researchers hypothesized that people have a specific script for certain experiences. For example... At a restaurant, our scripts go something like this. Order our menu, order, eat food, pay, and leave, right? There's a particular order, and you know exactly how it's supposed to go. As children, you may have learned a script about life similar to this. When I get upset or hurt, someone comes to comfort me, and then I feel better. But others learn a different script, such as I get hurt. I get blamed, someone gets mad at me, and then I feel worse, right? So there are even cases like I get upset, not a single person notices, and then I'm alone. These scripts are recipes for an emotional state void of trust. Who wants to get hurt over and over and over, followed by these types of feelings, right? It makes perfect sense why we choose not to trust. Otherwise, we'd be setting ourselves up to get hurt over and over again, right? So there are other times when the script we learn in, 
in childhood is healthy, but it gets rocked by an earthquake of trauma. For example, our spouse has an affair. The love of our life cheats. Someone snitches on us. A friend connives us out of money, etc. Once again, you're completely entitled never to trust after these types of situations. That's your choice. It's how our brains are built. To avoid pain and fear. Either way, these types of events program us with a belief system that puts a wedge between us and the rest of the world. To travel from head to heart, in most cases, takes a ginormous leap of faith. So how do you take that leap of faith? How do you build trust in humanity again? How can you trust your brother, sister, uncle, cousin again? How do you put the past in the past, plan for the future, and move forward with your life? Well, let's start with these five tricks. So number one, pick a spot and stay there. Don't just anchor yourself in one city, but involve yourself in the community. If you're committed to rebuilding a sense of trust, you have to anchor yourself in your community. Start fresh. If you must, pick a city, plan a move, and go create a new reality. That's what I did. I moved from Olive Branch, Mississippi to Colorado Springs, Colorado by myself with no money to change my life because I knew if I didn't change people, places, and things, then I could not defeat this addiction of mine. So the key is to settle in somewhere and get comfortable. Get involved in extracurricular activities that require you to be around people. It's that simple. Once you put down some roots, you can branch out, right? I encourage you, move somewhere where you can get involved with your city. That's the first step. Number two, ground yourself in a routine. I'll say that again. Pick a routine and ground yourself in it. Do it every single day without fail. Is it yoga class every Tuesday night? Is it church on Wednesdays and Sundays? Is it a credit union meeting, a PTA meeting, bingo, Johnny's football practice? Once you're in a set place, find a rhythm. The same yoga class, the same people at the dog park, the same woman's Bible study, bowling with the guys. Inherit in a set routine is seeing the same people. Repetition, my friends, seeing the same faces again and again, this is a requirement of building trust. Number three, small gives to see what you get. Give something small to see what you get in return. Doesn't have to be a tangible object. Once you're regularly seeing the same people, next comes testing the waters. Test the waters to see what you get. Reveal a small bit about yourself. Doesn't have to be deep or dark, but see what happens. Create vulnerability by putting yourself out there in small chunks. Usually, you'll get a tidbit in return. This transfer of vulnerability is a guaranteed trust builder. Guaranteed. Try asking for a tad bit and see what others give. You can make yourself vulnerable by asking a neighbor for a favor or asking a friend for advice. Do this. Take a huge leap. Ask a stranger 
to help you reach something off of the top shelf at a grocery store. Ask a stranger to help you do something. Presenting a need and having it met adds a few drops to our bucket of trust. It may not seem like much at first, but after adding drop after drop into your trust bucket, you discover that most people mean well. They do. Most people mean well. Actually, most people will help you out when you need it. You just have to ask. Trauma experts call this re-engagement with commercial life. But I call it the first major step towards building trust. Vulnerability is key. So number four, plan your future. So key. So powerful. Giving your mind direction. You know, your mind is like a GPS system. It's like an autopilot. If you put in the correct coordinates, it'll guide you to where you want to go. But if you don't give it direction, it's just going to crash. Trauma doesn't just damage your trust in people. It depletes your trust in the future. Trauma tricks the brain. A sense of hopelessness is created after a traumatic event. It's as if your future will be absent of joy and filled with the same miseries. This could make it feel like there is no future at all. Assuming an early death, unable to visualize finding a partner, incapable of building a career, having children, trauma is what induces these thoughts and makes you believe that these things are true. Actually, it's false. It tricks you into believing that the future is going to be the same way as the past. This is a particularly common when terrible events are deliberately inflicted on us by other humans, such as bullying, stalking, abuse, domestic violence. This is why planning for a better future is imperative. Make future plans for weeks, months, years, and decades from now. Set goals to achieve these plans. Make a bucket list. Create a new company, a nonprofit organization. Devote yourself to a lofty dream. You can do this with a simple exercise out of Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles. This book changed my life. And, and this exercise, I have my clients do this exercise before we work together. It's because it gives your mind direction. Some people that want a coach, they want to be coached. They don't know what they want. So why do I have my clients do this at the very start of our sessions together? It's to give your mind direction. So what you do is you take out a notebook and a pen and you journal 30 things that you want to do, 30 things that you want to be, and 30 things that you want to have. It's so powerful. This journaling exercise will give your mind direction. When a goal or a desire to be great at something is present, it will help you put yourself out there. It will give you something to push towards. This will make you want to trust again because a major key to success is teamwork and networking with others. A major part of you becoming successful is finding other people that believe you're capable of being successful. Unfortunately, not a lot of people do this. You have to put yourself out there. 
Number five, moving on to number five, don't paint red flags green. I'll say that one more time. Don't paint red flags green. People who grapple with trust often make the claim that their friend picker or their partner picker is broken beyond repair, right? People like this often end up aligning with people who betray their trust. The same cycle starts to repeat. Eventually, we learn to spot red flags in our potential friends and partners. From little things like the inability to apologize and self-centeredness to the big things like emotional abuse and violence, the trick is to stop rationalizing, stop rationing lies, ration lies. Stop rationalizing or allowing the red flags. By spotting a red flag and then playing it off like nothing, you're painting it green. If someone asks a favor of you that they are not willing to do for you, this is a red flag. They come in many shapes and sizes. I'm sure if you sit down to think about it, you will come up with a few of your own. When someone behaves in a way that is untrusting, don't tell them too much information. And also, don't go as often and don't stay as long. Oh, powerful. Don't, don't go as often. Don't hang out with them as often. Don't stay as long. You become the company that you keep. So if you feel like someone is not trusting, don't hang around them. Science says that we are a direct reflection of the people that we spend the most time with. So that's what I got for today's episode. If you love this episode, please do me the honor of leaving me a rating and review on your favorite platform. Leaving a rating and review helps spike the algorithm so that my content can naturally reach more people. And through that, I can help more people. And if it's one thing that I am doing right now, I wake up, this dream pulls me out of bed. It's to create content that changes people's lives. So the only way I know how to do that is if you get in contact with me, join me in my community, join me on the link tree that's in the show notes. The link tree will get you in contact with the Facebook group, the WhatsApp group, anything that I've got going. If you like what I'm doing here, please do me the honor of joining teams with me because I'm building this thing from the ground up and I'm so happy and thankful that you come back every single week to listen, learn, and evolve. Until next time, I'm going to leave you the same way I leave you every single episode by reminding you that you're full of amazing, unlimited potential and you have gifts that this world is waiting to benefit from. I'm here to help you cultivate those gifts. Go out and make it your mission to spread love and light into the world around you. And until next time, I love you. You're amazing. And I hope you have an equally amazing day.